Now, early in the week, residents of Mkloti took uh, to the streets to hand over a memorandum complaining about the alleged failure of developers in the area to follow protocol during construction. Now, the area was amongst the hardest hit by the recent floods. Houses, roads and critical infrastructure like water, sanitation and electricity have also been heavily impacted. Resident Kevin Minter-Brown says Mkloti uh, has already been badly hit by two storms in as many months. We do believe that there are shortfalls. Now, the developers have told us that they followed their due diligence and they followed protocol, and we accept that. But what we don't accept is that it happened twice. We want to know something is wrong. Everything was followed and all due process was followed. The damage would not have been this far. So we appreciate that they say that they're doing all the studies and they're doing everything they're supposed to do, but this has happened twice. So something must be fatally flawed with the operation. We just cannot live here on the edge waiting for the next storm and waiting for it to happen again. We, we need to know what is being done to fix the drainage problem, to fix the issues that have overwhelmed them slowly twice now. Right, so that was a resident in Mkloti, uh, Kevin Minter-Brown. To find out what recourse is available to you, should you find yourself in a situation where you find out that your property is built on uninhabitable, uh, uninhabitable or dangerous land, we're joined on the line by the National Home Builders Registration Council, KwaZulu-Natal Provincial Office, Gary Olkers. Morning, Gary. Good morning, Odell. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. In, in, in the case, good morning to all your listeners yeah, as well. Good to have you on. In in the case of uh, the Umgloti residents, who were saying that their properties were built on land that is prone to mudslides and sinkholes. Mm-hmm. Who has the responsibility to ensure that the land is safe to build on? Firstly, well, firstly, I think it's very difficult to point fingers at this stage because of the type of storms that we have been experiencing recently. And one would know that a lot of the storms are now attributable to climate change and global warming, and we have never experienced such storms before. Mm. But uh, at the same time, uh, the the municipality themselves are actually responsible for the township establishment, for the zoning, for the clearances uh, when it comes to development. So the first uh, uh, point of call would be the municipality to ensure that developers themselves have actually made sure that they've followed all the necessary protocols in getting approval before they can actually proceed with construction. So also bear in mind that the municipalities themselves would have conducted uh, environmental impact assessments and other uh, assessments on that land prior to uh, allowing any sort of construction to take place. So, firstly, it would be the municipality and then obviously the developer, assurance that the developer and the surveyors are actually following correct protocols and the municipalities themselves are ensuring that those protocols are actually followed. So, so if if I'm hearing you correctly, in in the case of the Mglote residents, there there wouldn't be recourse with the NHBRC uh, around their grievances in this case. Um, Correct. Broadly speaking, are, are, are homeowners covered at all against issues and incidents of natural disasters? Well, obviously, they'll have to take cover through their various insurances uh, to make sure they're covered from that point of view. But generally, uh, if you're talking about NHPRC, no, we wouldn't cover acts of God. What would to be termed acts of mm. God? That's earthquakes and, and floods of this nature. Uh, I think also, I think one can also attribute what's happened to poor maintenance around existing infrastructure over the years. I think that's a a general case in a lot of the areas 
not just the Amshloti area, but uh, larger, if you take most of our cities around the country, mm. uh, I think municipalities have actually fallen behind in ensuring that the existing infrastructure has actually been properly maintained to ensure that it cater for the additional construction that is actually taking place. So if you continue putting in new structure, structures at high levels or at higher ground levels, uh, those structures that are coming up or those developments that are coming up in various areas are going to have an impact on the older areas yeah. that are already in existence. So if one doesn't ensure that the infrastructure is properly maintained to cater for the additional uh, infrastructure that you're putting in place or the additional construction that you're putting in place, the additional housing developments that you're putting in place, you're obviously going to end up with a problem at the end of the day. So. Yeah. Uh, the municipalities really need to buck up and, and, and start looking at infrastructure, not only when it comes to stormwater maintenance and things like that, but also road maintenance to sure. make sure that all our roads are properly catered for to ensure that the water, uh, excess of water, when you do have floods of this nature, are uh, correctly uh, run off into areas where they should be run off into. So if you don't continue maintaining your infrastructure, over a period, you're going to have this sort of thing happening. Sure. Gary, is there a simple way? And I'm just thinking now, for, for somebody who would have moved into a development that has now been washed away or destroyed by those floods uh, and storms in Mkloti, when, when I see a development and, and I'm kind of liking, is there a simple way to check if that place has been built on solid ground? Yes. You can check through the municipality whatever uh, uh, reports or whatever uh, detailed investigations have been carried out, the developers themselves, together with their land surveyors, will actually make that information available to you to show you that uh, they have actually done whatever they need to do. Because remember, on a lot of the new developments that are taking place, especially from our Amshlanga areas all the way up north, you're building on ground that was previously agricultural ground Mm -hmm. or sugarcane fields and stuff like that. So a lot of clearance has taken place, a lot of topsoil clearance has taken place, engineered foliage has been brought in. So all those sort of things have been managed properly to ensure that when when you do start construction, you've actually done sufficient work to make sure you've stabilized the ground before you can actually go ahead and start construction. So I'm quite sure that developers are not going to take any shortcuts, bearing in mind how much money they're going to have to put in. To the, to the development themselves. Of course, you must remember with the type of soil conditions that we have in KZN, the type of topography, the type of infrastructure we have, one has to put a lot of money into the ground in mm. terms of preparation before you actually start building the top structure itself. Sure. So a huge amount of, of uh, pre-planning goes into preparing the ground, doing what's necessary to actually make sure that those structures are stable. So you have a, a large amount of, of uh, piling actually taking place in most of the areas along the coast to ensure mm. and to ensure that that stability is achieved. Gary, this, this may not be your ambit now, but I, I need to ask the question. The, the big variable in everything that you're saying here is this notion of climate change. Is it not about time that municipalities all around South Africa, all around the world, reassess whether areas close to water lines, water tables, wetlands, are in fact as safe as they were maybe 10 years ago, if, if, if that makes sense. Absolutely. You couldn't have put it better. There has to be a reassessment because you can't take a flood line that you've looked at 
20 years ago, 30 years ago, and assume that that's going to be your flood line now. There has to be a reassessment of flood lines by the municipalities, not only in Kaiserin, but around the country, to make sure that we now are, are prepared and can adequately cope mm. with what's going to happen in the future. Climate change is here, global warming is here, and we all, as citizens of South Africa, also need to gear ourselves up to make sure that we are adequately preparing ourselves as well, just within your own residence, that you're doing enough to make sure you prepare for it as well. Got you. Gary Orkus there. Thank you very much. He's a KZN Provincial Officer for the National Home Builders Registration Council. And you remember, just a week ago, uh, Dr. Professor Francois Engelbrecht, who works in climate change globally, from South Africa, was saying the one thing we have not done that we really need to start doing in South Africa is move the lines in terms of where people are living because too many South Africans are living close to water tables and and flood lines that are now constantly in flux because of global change or climate change.